Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. We are into topics worthy of discussion. We got Peter Sherman, David Wills, and Stephen Holiday joining us today. And uh, John Tory, you know, he says he's pretty satisfied with 2019. I guess the carnage on the road is okay, and the gun killings every day are okay. Uh, and so he's ringing in the new year saying this next decade is going to be Toronto's. And I'll start with you on this. Uh, who did I start with? Peter, I'll start with you on this. Um, you know, the bottom line is, how can you have a great next decade when you can't even clean up this decade? I mean, we the city, I don't think, has ever looked worse. I kind of wrestled with this a couple hours ago on the air, actually. And I don't mind doing a bit of a redo because I think it's worth a uh, conversation. First of all, uh, without being any apologist for John Tory, who can speak well for himself, he gave, a, he gave us a New Year's message. What are you going to say? It was really crap last year, and we hope it's going to be less crap this year. That's not what he's going to say. Uh, I, I would the, respect that, though. I think right, a lot of the, people would. <laughs> the bottom line here uh, is that we are Toronto. And what comes before us in North America, put Mexico City aside, because that's a whole different ballgame, is is number one New York, number two LA, and then it's Toronto. So what do we expect? To be Toronto the good to the point where we absolutely never see a shooting? I don't justify even one. But but let's face it, we're going to get some. And the same thing with uh, with Vision Zero and the whole idea of having uh, no pedestrian traffic deaths, no automobile traffic deaths. We're gonna we're gonna tame uh, our, our traffic in the city, and we're gonna make everything perfect. We're not gonna make everything perfect. However, if you take a look at what I think he's trying to say, and I, I went through this uh, material that that came out from his office yesterday, uh, he's looking at a ten year period where we're going to complete the Eglinton Crosstown. We're likely going to, if not complete, then close. To complete the Ontario line, which is the downtown relief line. We're going to go and take the Young Street subway up to Richmond Hill. We're probably going to create other areas that are not that different from King Street, and we're going to figure out how to control them. We're going to finish this nonsense on the Gardner. And those are just the things that pop immediately into my mind. Toronto is a great big city with, let's face it, too many people in it for most of the daytime hours. And we have to find a way to make it more livable so that people can. I'm not talking about the rents and such. We know that rent is uh, untenable. We know that buying is untenable. It's nice to see the feds talking about an immig- uh, spreading immigration around because we can't absorb half of the immigrants to Canada, but we can fix some of the infrastructure we've got. And if that's what John Tory's talking about, I'm with him. Right. But, but Stephen, you know, assuming any of us are alive by the time all these fantastic things happen, which haven't yeah, happened in decades, you know, um, the bottom line is the headlines right now are not great for Toronto. And the violence We've never had shootings like this. It's not once in a while. It's every single day. And it's no longer in just the bad areas. It's all over the city. And if they don't get it into control and even admit there's a problem, you can't have a great city in the next decade because people are going to be reading about us and they're going, I don't want to go to Toronto. It's it's dangerous. Well, I want to build on that. So uh, I've heard that thing before. It's come in on emails to me. You know, counselor, I'm scared. It's It's dangerous. I go back to the data. I've got some stats. I could, there's publicly accessible information about exactly what's happening with crime. Part of it has been fueled by media, and it, 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 cre- it creates well, the fear. The numbers are 600 It plus. creates fear, um, but it also raises the question, you know, do we need more police? And, and we know there's proposals out there on the table to increase the services. And here's what I want to really talk about is 
what is the state of our public service to Torontonians? You know, are we picking up the garbage? Are we plowing the snow? I want to go back to a quick story. We were talking about the taxes on council, and I, I raised some complaints and talked about services. And one of the councillors in their speech went on to say, we need to think forward about a, a modern city, not old-fashioned thinking, but thinking about change. And that was code word for me to some of the more socialist endeavours and the social enterprises that, that, that we see in the news today at City Council. And what bothers me is... is um, you know, I think there's too much pride from the councillors. They're, they're set on creating these great big changes and these great public policy initiatives and affordable housing and free this and free that. To me, it goes back to the simple need for services and the things that we were elected to look mm-hmm. after as councillors. I think that's where politics are going to go over the next few years is people are really going to start to get fed up with this constant cutting back of the level of service that we do. And it's done incrementally, nickels and dimes here, but it's starting to add up and people are noticing. And I I caught it this summer. I had pictures of grass that was just cut and it was still too long. We were breaking our own bylaws on our property standards with the care of of our grass dairies and our lawns. And those things are manifesting into complaints in the counselor's office. And you know what? People are right. That's where my head needs to be over the next number of years, not on these grandiose plans. Well, they're legacy projects, and the bottom line is you you can have your free deck rail park, which is all fandy-dandy. You know, get private money into that, uh, you know, David. But, you know, you're going to raise taxes 8%. That's not a small chunk of change because the cost of living in Toronto is so unaffordable at this point. And I think people like Stephen, what are we getting for that? We're getting a lot of pipes bursting under the ground. We're getting no transit other than rickety old TTC cars. What are we getting for the money we pay for in this city? And it doesn't add up to much. We're getting less. Yeah. We're getting less service. We are we are spending less per citizen than we did last year, the year before, the year before that, the year before that, the year before that, and the year before that. So this this argument that we're taxing more, we are, but we're, we're spending less per person. We're a bigger city. We're a growing city, and we're not investing in that growth. The police thing boggles my mind. I don't get it. Shootings are going up. That people get put on hold when they raise many tickets for traffic. No, think about this. That's backwards. You're on hold in nine one one. They stopped giving tickets for traffic. They just stopped. Pedestrian deaths skyrocket, skyrocket up. But the police budget goes up and up and up and up. Somebody's either not managing it well, or I don't understand the the, the situation. So. Like, we think about those things, like pedestrian deaths, there are ways of reducing them, and they don't have to be these grandiose left-wing things that Stephen's going to talk about. We can redesign intersections. We can have better take lighting. The stop, take putting, the countdown putting, clock out, because people yeah, clearly don't sure. understand how it works. Yeah, write but, a ticket for but, blowing that. How no, about but, that one? How much money could the city for make for jaywalking but, tickets? But what do we come up with? Oh, we're yeah. going to put an armband on the pedestrians. That was the stupidest thing I ever heard. It's like, oh, let's, you know, they're still on the sidewalk. Some of these people are getting hit. We have to enforce the laws that we have. We can change the design of intersections to make them more safe. We have more people, and sidewalks are getting more crowded. We have to make sidewalks more friendly because more people are using them. But I get my snow report over there. I'm going to go on a little old man rant here. But it's like the first five things are about the roads, and then they get to the sidewalks. There's more people on the sidewalks than on the roads. E-scooters. Don't forget the e-scooters. Alex, can I ask a question? I I have a question for uh, Stephen, because Stephen is a senior counselor. Uh, In in terms of Toronto's ranking, and you have access to these stats, and we don't see them. If you take a look at the top cities, and I mentioned we're number three. Forget about Mexico. uh, We're number three behind New York and L.A., how do we rank? I recognize all of the deficiencies David and such are talking about. How do we rank? 
Well, it, it depends on the lens, but from an economic development perspective, we're very high because we're attracting that investment. You know, uh, we, we didn't get the Amazon warehouse here, but, you know, we get tons and tons of business. And you see the growth of the cranes in downtown is not just condos, but it's commercial buildings. And that's a good sign. So we're doing well. The other ranking that I, I want to point out to people that uh, or, or is always lamented is, you know, where do we rank in Ontario in terms of property taxes? And people say, oh, whoa, you're at the bottom. You know, you don't Paul, charge don't enough. Get me started. That's not true. No, it's not true. When you add in the fees that we charge for garbage, when you add in the municipal Street land parking, transfer tax, parking pad fees, all, all of that those stuff. things that go together, we are nowhere near the bottom. We're actually quite high. And you compare that to a, somewhere like King City, who's going under massive infrastructure growth um we're spending a lot of money here yeah that that this notion that well toronto didn't pay enough taxes trust you me we pay fees for things you wouldn't even think of paying for fees and it's become impossible and i heard you talking about this peter rent costs and and a cost of living here it is way too much thanks for listening to the john oakley show podcast be sure to rate review and subscribe for free at apple podcasts google podcasts and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio